This is episode 156 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, my friend, this week we've been talking about love. Oh, love. Happy Friday, by the way. We've been talking about love because I think that love is something that is strong, that is powerful. It's fist-like. It's brick-like. It's steel. It, it moves mountains. Love is the thing that put Jesus on the cross. Pastor, in ministry, we can just get caught up in so many different things. You know, we've got, we've got plans, we've got sermons, we've got meetings, we've got vision, we've got all this stuff. We've got contacts to make. And Pastor, we've got all this stuff. How could we forget about the thing that Jesus told his disciples? Listen, I, I, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. But, but it's good that I go because I'm going to send this other comforter. The Father will send him in my name. And he'll be with you and he'll be in you. And as I have loved you, so you guys must love one another. And by this, all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. And when you have loving unity, then everyone will know that the Father has sent the Son and that he loves them like he loves me. There's so much writing on this. Paul says in in Romans 13, he says, let no debt remain outstanding. There's only one thing that you can never pay off. And isn't this interesting? Because Paul talks about the price that Jesus paid on the cross, how, how Jesus paid it all, that we have, there's no debt, our indebtedness, our legal indebtedness, Colossians 2, is, has been taken care of. It's wiped away. We're free and clear. We're going to take yes for an answer. But then he says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt. There is a continuing debt. There's one that Jesus' blood didn't even take away from us. We still have this debt, and it's the debt to love one another. Man, I want my church people to know that. Don't you want your church family to know that the most important thing that they can do is to love one another and to love others, to love outsiders? That means we tell them the truth, but that means we tell them the truth in love. That means we do what is in their best interest. That means we sacrifice for them. We, we surrender our lives to serve others. We're going to make that commitment. We're going to be selfless and unselfish. This continuing debt to love one another for whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Paul says the commandments, you know, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be, they're summed up in this one command. This is it. This is the one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And Jesus on the cross fulfilled the law. He had already lived the life. He'd already obeyed the law. But he fulfilled it by accomplishing the greatest act of love in all of human history, giving his body on the tree putting himself on the cross, taking our sins. Pastor, our people need to know that there's a continuing debt, and that's to love one another. It's not to evangelize. It's not to build relationships. It's not to join a small group. All these things are good. It's not to get involved in a ministry. 
It's not to read the Bible more. It's not to pray more. All these things are good. But if we do these things, if our church family does these things without loving one another and without loving people in the community and without loving the lost, it's all for nothing. It's for naught. And again, Paul in 1 Corinthians 13, man, he just drives that home. I mean, he says it redundantly and repetitiously in so many ways. You could die and give your body to be burned, but if you don't have love, so you just take your list of ministries at your church pastor. You could do this or this or this or this or this. You just list them all off. But at the bottom, the very last little verse is, but if you don't have love, you're nothing. If our church doesn't love our community, if our community doesn't look at our church and say, oh man, we feel loved by them. We're, we're glad that that church is in the community. Now, not everybody's going to feel that way. Some people will wish that your church would burn down and they don't have to hear about religion anymore. But you know what? When you reach out to them when there's a natural disaster and you take supplies when you carry their belongings out of their home to save them from the, the flood or from the fire or from the tornado, when you do something loving, where you sacrifice yourself for them, that's when people's hearts are grabbed. That's when people turn to a God whose followers actually give themselves to others. That makes all the difference. See, Love is the difference maker. Love is the currency of the kingdom that we can never run out of. And we can only spend it on others. And the more we spend, the more we get. That's the one thing, my friend, that I want my church members to do. I don't care about any of the others. Because you know what? If they do that one thing, all the rest of the stuff works itself out just fine. It all does. It all does. But if they do all the rest of the stuff, but they don't do that one thing, their actions and their worship and their discipleship and their evangelism and their ministry opportunities, if they're not fueled by love, we're lost. If love isn't the driving force, if it's not the fuel to the engine of those things, then nothing happens because love is the power of God. Love is the gospel. Love is the message of the gospel. A God who loves that much. Okay, I'm done. I'm a little bit passionate about this because, uh, well, I got off the phone with somebody just just a couple weeks ago, and I realized that they were um, they were exercised about a number of things, but they did not have love, and they have no excuse. And honestly, it was a little demoralizing to me. It was a little defeating. Like this person who is kind of important in my life, and at least I thought they were, then they claim to follow Jesus. I, I think they kind of do, but I don't think they've ever learned that love was so primary. In fact, they probably haven't heard it from their pastor because they've been the pastor for years. And I can guarantee you their people haven't heard it because there's not a loving spirit and there's not a loving heart in that pastor. I don't want that to be any of you. 
Because your church needs to hear that if they do not have love, they are nothing. Well, pastor, I love you. I do. I really do. I care about you. I do. I sacrifice time. I surrender my hours in the week to encourage you and to bring guests on my podcast that will lift you up and that will encourage you and that will keep you going. Because I know that if you're healthy and your church is healthy, people in communities that I'll never meet and never go to will be impacted. And all I, all I need is a couple, and I know there's more than that, but I just need a couple whose lives are like mine and then generations are changed. Pastor, generations, you can do that. It's not hard. It's really easy. You just got to love. You just got to love. Hey, I hope you have a great weekend, and I'll catch up with you tomorrow on the weekend edition of the Coaching for Pastors podcast.